my Big Black Fantasy Podcast. Episode 31 starts now. Personal shit will get you killed in fantasy football, doggy. You know that. Yeah, it will. Hello and welcome to my Big Black Fantasy Podcast, episode number 31. This is B. I am your host. And I'm joined with my fantasy guru of all time, my best buddy, Dog. What's up? What's up, people? The champ is still here, motherfuckers. Always. Always. And coming out of week three, going into now... Well, sorry, wait. It's week, week four. Sorry. I, I've been screwing that up the last couple of weeks, folks, and I'm sorry. Fuck. Coming out of week four, going into week five is what we're doing on this show. Um, just on a personal note, as we always do, I am now three and one, and that's why you hear the chipper, chipper sound in my voice, dominating the league with all sorts of expert moves that I put through every day. And Dog is bouncing back from yet another tie. But not a lost dog. How do you feel? I feel good. You know, um, I started in a last place in uh, week one and moved my way up the ladder. Now I'm in eighth place, and we'll see how the league uh, – a tie is better than a loss. So It is. That's how I'm looking at it. The tie sucks, right? But you're not in a loss column, and the loss column is what counts. You know what I'm saying? So um, I feel good, and I'm just trying to get in that sixth spot in our division, man, in the 12-team league. You get in that sixth spot – you have action at the playoffs. You have action at the bread. And that's what you did last year. You yeah. were in the sixth spot. You took it right through the playoffs. You worked the waiver wire, and you won the championship. So I'm not tripping about dog being, what is it, one, one, and two? Or one? One, one, and two. One, one, and two. Yeah. Because he's going to bounce back, and he's going to make it competitive. So I'm going to have to look at him. Even though he's in my rearview mirror right now, I know we will cross paths at some point. And then you learn a lot about your team. Yeah. You know, like... You know, of course, you guys know, the listeners know I lost Antonio Brown. You know, that was a big blow to my team. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I'm going to stick in there, and I'm going to keep him on my roster just in case some stupid-ass team wants to pick him up exactly. in a couple of weeks. But if he gets on the NFL exempt list, I have to cut him. Got to cut him. You know, but I can't just cut him right now and then watch him kick my ass later on in the season somehow. As we've said before, you're married to him. You're married, married to, Anto- to him. Antonio. For now. Because he's your second pick. You got to wait on what the league does. As I mentioned last week, you just got to keep your antenna up to see if this is something the league is dra- dragging out because of some personal shit they got going with Antonio. That's my two cents. But things, you know, that I took note of over the weekend, and we'll get into it. We got a full show. I believe we have a guest coming shortly. Uh, it's either, let's see here, it's either Sammy. Or Mason, or Sammy and Mason, or Mason without Sammy right. <laughs> from the future of fantasy football. They do a post that gives you everything you need to know about fantasy football and everything else. So they'll be joining us shortly. But what I noticed this past week, and I, I'm going to brag a little bit some more. Jameis Winston, everybody. I think this is what we've been waiting for from Jameis. Shit, his job's on the line. His it, career's on the his line. His career's on the line. Career's on the line. Started off slow, but right now he's got Bruce Arians. Yep, that's the difference. And, and just walk with me through this here, dog. All right. Don't you think that because Bruce Arians, and we've kind of given Bruce Arians sort of like an honorary black person card. Like right. Bruce, he wears the Kango, the way he talks. He's he, smooth. He can almost use the N-word. Right. I wouldn't agree. He I would, like, go he, ahead, he, Bruce. He, Call he, him he a nigga. Go, okay, fine. Yeah. So 
Bruce has all this stuff going for him. Oops, and there's my phone. He has all this stuff going for him, and he finally gets his black quarterback. Yeah. Finally gets it. And so the marriage of this is like, you know, when Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson are like, Ebony. Or no, that's Stevie Wonder. And Ivory. Yeah. This is going to be harmony on the the football field. Right. I think you're going to get what Tampa Bay wanted when they drafted Jameis this year. Yeah. And you know what else? It's uh, give credit where credit is due also. Byron Leftwich. Yes. You know, because um, he hires black people. Bruce hires, Arians he hires, hires black, black people, people. And he hires women. So, yes. you know, and he does a great job. And, yes. Um, he's a player's coach. And you you hardly get to see, like, the old school guys. He's an old school guy because he's been in the league a while. Yeah. You know, the players adapt to him and love him. You know, kind of like Big Tuna. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Peel Barcelle. So yeah. it's like he's a player's coach and he relates to these guys. Yeah. Just like when he was sitting in the booth, you could tell he couldn't. He couldn't take it he last couldn't, year. He couldn't. He had, he had the itch. You know, he had to get back. He had a little health scare, but sure. you know, hopefully everything's all right with him. And um, hey, man, Byron Leftwich, man, he shit, man, he he's looking at James like, nigga, do you want your job? Because I'm gonna be here. Yeah, I'm, he's I'm, looking at James sitting down in the quarterback room. They're like, nigga, I'm they're signed. talking about nigga, nigga. Yeah, I'm cool. I'm signed, but nigga. You you got this is your last year, of your contract. Yeah. So what are you gonna do? You trying to get paid, or are you trying to be on somebody else's roster backing up somebody with some smoker money? Yeah, don't do it, Jameis. But Jameis has taken heed, and I'm here to tell you that I might have to start Jameis next week. I might have to do it. It's not a bad move, man. Jameis is a big guy. I didn't know he was so big. He's like oh, six five. He's a big one, and he's not athletic, but he has excellent receivers. You know, he has a good running game around him, and he has a good offensive coordinator that understands him. Yeah, you know, and the defense is coming around, so I. Uh, you know, I think Tampa Bay's going to be just fine, man. You know, if uh, James can keep this up, shit, they'll be in the playoffs. They might win the division. They got New Orleans coming this week. New Orleans defense looked good last night. But I don't always believe in New Orleans defense. Yeah, get them on the road, though. Let's see how they look on the road. On the road. You, you would know somebody's defense is good. Like, at home, you got the whole sure, crowd going, sure. home field advantage. You know, and, uh, you know, the offensive tackles are doing and getting a lot of false starts and stuff like that. Yeah. So now we'll know if they're for real, if they can go on the road and put up a performance like they did last night. Yeah. So, like I said, I think this is the marriage that everybody's been waiting for. Bruce Arians, his black quarterback, playoff bound, I'm going to say. Or, I mean, or at least they're going to turn some hits. They've turned some, they put 50, they put a double nickel on the Rams yesterday. Yeah, man. So just That's keep, a lot. No, Aaron Donald. It's a lot on that defense. On the road, yeah. 55 points. So just continue to keep an eye on Jameis and Tampa Bay and Bruce Arians, who hires black people and wears a Kango. And women. He Bruce, hires women. Too. He hires women, too. So, Bruce, if you're out there, and you might be listening, because he would listen to my Big Black Fantasy podcast. If he saw it out there, he would be like, he would click on it, because that's the kind of guy Bruce is. Bruce, if you're out there, you can be on the show anytime you want. I'm just going to extend that invitation to you. Um... Let's talk about, like I said, we got an interview coming up with the future fantasy football guys or guy, depending on which one who joins us. But let's talk about strategy, like st- strategery, basically. Yeah. Um, what we want to look at is because of the type of year now, you know, you got four games in. So right. you're probably either 0 and 4, 1 and 1, 1 and 2, 2 and 1, or 2, whatever it is. You got, you're either win- a winning record, you're either breaking even, or you're in the shitter, basically. Right. Right. So, I think it's time to strategize based on your record. You got to, at this point, you, if you're a, 
three and one, like myself, I'll just go ahead and throw that out there. You're trying to make long plays. And what I mean by that is you're not going to get the same spot on the waiver wire. You're not going to get the, the, you know, the, the prime real estate of your picks each week. You know, I missed out on Gallman because I was two and one last week. I'm not going to get that number one pick. So what I have to do now and what you have to do if you're three and one or four and oh or whatever is you're going to have to outguess everybody in your league. You're going to have to go ahead and say, you know what? C.J. Anderson out there, right? He's going to sign with someone. And usually when C.J. signs, he's trying to take somebody's job. He's not coming there just to, you know, hang out, whatever. He's trying to get carried. So they mentioned him. He, he did work out for the Texans. And I did it sort of as defensive move because I also got Carlos Hyde, and I'm banking on him for week six because I have a bye week with one of my running backs. So you have to take kind of a long view and what you're going to do, because you're not going to get the immediate impact of somebody like a Wayne Gallman. You know, you're not going to get those 18 points. Or wait, I think he had more than that. Eight, yeah, 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 like 28. 28 like points that. that Wayne Gallman delivered for you this week. So if you are winning, you have that responsibility. You have to kind of take a long guess for the rest of the season and not because you're not going to get those guys on the waiver wire. So that's my point of advice in terms of strategy. Dog, you're one. One and two. Two. No, one, wait. one and two. One, one and two. You know, my my advice to you guys, you know, from if I doubt anybody in the fantasy world has two ties right now, like me. <laughs> but um, you know, this is the time that, you know, I was a champ last year. I have to reflect on, you know, last season and what got me this far. And it's my boy James White. I put him back on my team. There it is. I have to gamble with James White. He got hot for a few weeks. You know, I have to take a gamble. You know, uh, it's time for me to gamble. I think I'm in the sixth spot, um, and I hope I'm in the sixth spot, and I have to stay in the sixth spot or above so, you know, I could get into the postseason. But it's just time to gamble. Go to your bench a little bit. Play players that you haven't played before because anything can happen. You know what I mean? Any, especially if they're getting the snaps. If they're getting the time and they're getting the snaps, play them. Yeah. You know, if you need to make a change. Mm-hmm. Like me, it's changes coming. Bye weeks are coming. Like Detroit's bye weeks coming up. That's right. So my best receiver, Kenny Galladay, is going to be out. You know what I'm saying? So here I come with Westbrook. I'm going to play D.D. Westbrook, and I'm glad they have a quarterback, you know, mm-hmm. in Minshaw. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, uh. And then I have to get my flex going, so I have Breida or White in the flex, and I'm going to go with Breida because Tevin Cole want to be back, and Breida doesn't get the goal line carries, but James White doesn't get the goal line carries either, but he gets the goal line <laughs> passes. Yeah, he does. You know, he gets a lot of, like, check downs from Brady. You know, so uh, I think it's James White time for me, you guys. So if you have James White, I would say plug him in your lineup this week coming mm-hmm. up. And, you know, just see where it goes because at least James is going to give you 10. Yeah. And if he gives you more than 10, he's in the box with 17 points. So James is going to give you something now, you guys. You know what I'm saying? And he's a little guy that – I love James White now. Now, it's it's what he rode to the championship last year, folks. Yeah. He is a James White expert. Me, myself, stay away from – I stay away from New England Patriots running backs. I've told you this before. It's just too much to calculate and miss on. I need – David Johnson's, I need Mark Ingram's. I need guys I know or have a, a, an expectation of a certain number of carries. But sometimes you know something others don't. Doggy has proven, and that's why he is the champ. 
So let's just jump right into it. We're still waiting for our guests. We'll get into the bulk of the show. Um, disappointment of the week there, doggy. Who's your disappointment? My disappointment of the week, man, is a guy I picked up on the waiver wire last week, mm-hmm. uh, Hardman. Yeah. And uh, yeah. with Kansas City. Yeah. I didn't see him in uh, a lot of the snaps, you know, uh, and it's just like last week he gave me 17 points, this week he gave me one. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was my disappointment of the week, and um, basically that's it Yeah, for me. And the Jacksonville defense. Oh, I mean, they didn't. One. They only gave me two points. You, what happened to Saxonville? Yeah, that, you know, come on, give me a few sacks, you guys. You know, you're going to give it up against a pocket quarterback can't and move. Joe Flacco that can't move, mm-hmm. and you guys bummed. Yeah, no, that was disappointing. And and you know what? Everything that everybody wanted Jacksonville to be, it may be time to realize Jacksonville is never going to be that. They're never going to be that consistent sort of perennial threat in the AFC. They always have something weighing them down, whether it's uh, Fournette getting hurt a couple years ago and last year, but also, or you know what's going on now with Jalen Ramsey. So, you know, it may be time to just say, you know what, it was an exciting thought that you know we that the Jacksonville Jaguars would come out of nowhere and finally be this team that's stacked with defense and has this running game and an okay quarterback. They're not that; they're, those aren't they guys. This is Jacksonville we're talking about, folks. No, no offense to anybody from Jacksonville, but you know what I mean. Um, my disappointment of the week, Delaney Walker. Man. And it's tough because Delaney balled out two of the three first games. He gave me a seven on one of the other games or whatever. But, you know, tight end is so fluky. You you want to keep an eye on that. And then you, you start thinking about Delaney's age at 34, his injury history, stuff like that. He picks up the one point. Um, there, there could have been some hints during the week. He sat out practice two games with a sore knee. I'm hoping that doesn't turn into something bigger than that. But if you have him on the squad, most likely you got to play him because the tight end position is just so sparse. There's not a lot going on tight end, all right? So Delaney's in my lineup this week for sure. But like I said, he he that one point, ones and zeros are always tough there, doggy. Whenever someone right. gets a one or a zero, it sort of alters it's the same thing. everything, right? Like and and I'll get into it sucks. Yeah, no, it's awful because it it changes your whole thought of people. And yeah. and for instance, like a week ago, I told you guys, or two weeks ago, whenever it was, I said, "Hey, Aguilar, Nelson Aguilar, is gonna be the guy in Philadelphia. I've seen enough. He's gonna get the catches. He's gonna get the targets, even when Jeffrey and um and Deshaun uh, Jackson get back. And in the first game back with just Alshon Jeffrey." He gets a zero. Unlike Aguilar. Right. So I kicked him off the team. <laughs> I dropped him immediately. Because when you get a zero, what it's really telling you is that person is not important enough for us to work in the deep, the offense at any point in the game. You know, when you have your top players, your number one receivers, like they used to do with Jerry Rice. When Jerry Rice was playing, they if they couldn't get him the ball early, they would come up with a screen just to let him touch the ball once. To let, you know, get put that little Jerry Rice fever on it, right? Right. So when you get a zero, what that means is the team doesn't think enough of you. They're like, oh, we don't need this motherfucker. Right. He's not going to do anything for us. We don't need to get him warmed up. He's just having a bad game. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, ones and zeros are always tough. Um, you, you, you always got to change your way of thinking with stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so with that said, and we'll go straight into it, uh, where we were wrong. And and I'll just say I'll just go ahead with Aguilar because I just just went through the story, but also I told you that um, 
that what is it? Uh, um, Denver's defense was going to be a problem for uh, Gordon Minshew. That was not even the case. I think Gordon Minshew might be a thing. Doggy actually was correct on that last week, weren't you, Doggy? Yeah, yeah. Of course, you know I like Gordon Minshew, man. Um, I've been studying him, and um, he's a pretty accurate passer. He's a big guy, also, you know, and he's uh, he's mobile in the pocket. You know, it almost reminds me of like a Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. He's a gunslinger, and he, you know, he's not scared. He has a heart. Yeah, you know anybody that hit their fucking head hand with a hammer, they don't give a fuck. No, you know they he, he has balls, man. You know, and um, you know where I was wrong is basically I have to stay down there in Jacksonville, like Jacksonville defense. I relied too much on them. Yeah, you know, it, it sometimes you know I don't want to lose the defense because they play pretty well at home, mm-hmm. but sometimes you have to just switch it up, drop them, put them on a the waiver wire, man, and pick up another defense and. Just try your luck, you know, with the matchup. Yeah. It's all about matchups, but, you know, I should have known, you know, you're going up in mile high, playing against Denver. Uh, the air is just, like, killing everybody. Everybody's sure. on oxygen tanks. And you're shit. gassed. The gassed, you know. So I should have known better. That was really uh, – I dropped the ball. I let my team down. But um, Jacksonville could have gave me a little bit more than I would have wanted. Gotcha. All right, let's cheer things up a little bit. What's your rising star of the week there, doggy? My rising star of the week, man, if you guys don't have this guy, this guy's a beast. He's he's my George Kittle of, of this season. It's uh, my tight end, Will Disley, man. There it is. In Seattle. There it is. You know, he's a monster. He's a beast. Russell Wilson's looking for him. Um, you know, like, just like my he's my George Kittle because I, I found George Kittle last year, and in the middle, he was my second tight end mm-hmm. that I picked in the draft behind Rudolph. Yeah, you know, and look at him now. He's what a top two or three tight ends in the league. Mm-hmm. So I think Disley is really going to be the key for my team to get into the postseason because he's relevant, man. Exactly. You know, he's he's an excellent blocker, good receiver, and um, you know, with that, uh, Pete Carroll is going to keep him in the offense because mm-hmm. you have to block. You know, so like unlike Eric Ebron, like a terrible blocker and a good receiver. But he was dropping passes last week. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But uh, Disley, man, he's he he's gold. No, one thing that was evident in that game is that Russell Wilson was looking for him throughout. I mean, especially in the end zone. He's getting end zone targets. He's getting middle of the field targets. He's looking for him throughout the game. Um, he may be the steal so far of what we've got on the waiver wire. Um, my rising star going from week four to week five, it's going to be Ricky Seals-Jones, mm. okay? That's going to be a bit of a reach, but that was 17, 18 points this week. Yeah. Cleveland lost in Joku, okay? Lost him. He's out. He's out for a number of weeks. He's on IR. They have a role for a tight end that Njoku was filling, and everybody was feeling Njoku going into the year. Oh, I got to have Njoku. He's hurt. That doesn't change Cleveland's offense. They're going to look for a tight end in, in situations. So, Ricky Seals-Jones, who has some breakout games in Arizona from the last few years, last couple of years, whatever it is, think that might be a good guy to add to your bench. Don't, you don't necessarily have to play him right away. But like I said, tight end is very scarce. You're not going to get a lot of opportunities. Ricky Seals-Jones, go ahead and add him this week. Um, what about where we were right there, doggy? Um Man, I was right. Uh, you know, not giving up on Todd Gurley. Mm-hmm. Um you know, like last week he had four points. Yeah. This week he had 25. Mm-hmm. Especially when uh, uh, McVay said he was going to, you know, use him more. That was his pro- you know, it was his fault. Not using him a lot and stuff like that. And I figure that 
Ty Girl is going to start turning it up for me, and and also Fournette is going to start turning it up for me. So, uh, you know, hey, mm-hmm. that's that that's that's what's up with that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Ty didn't give up on me, man. No, I think they, I stayed with her. I stuck with him. They got the thing is they've got too much invested in Gurley, and I know the good thought is to rest them and all that other stuff. But as games start meaning more and more, they lose this week, right? They're not going to want to lose two in a row. I think Gurley's a great play this coming week because they got to bounce back. They're going to cheat. They're going to use them because they got to win. And like I said, all that shit t- sounds really good in training camp. Oh, we're going to rest him, whatever. If he still has ability, which obviously he does, I believe you're going to start seeing the the the, the uh, training wheels come off a little bit on Todd Gurley. So keep your eye on that. Um where I was right, uh, and it, I feel bad even taking credit for this because everybody jumped. It was Wayne Gallman. I mean, it was the first pick of the drink, the waiver wire. Oh, yeah, that's what you do. You guy ahead of him gets hurt, you pick him up on the waiver wire. I did not see him getting was it twenty eight points or whatever it was. I didn't see him being that effective. Um, I don't know if he does that much longer, but the volume is there, so you play it. You play the numbers. He's going to get the carries. You play the numbers. Wayne Gallman was where I was right last week. Um, We've already told you where we were wrong. Let's jump into our uh, add and drop suggestions. Me, I'm going to go ahead and tell you that, you know, I would look at A.J. Brown from the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I think he's a rookie, right? Is he a rookie or second-year guy? I don't know. I think he's a rookie. Yeah. I'm not sure. But anyway, go ahead and pick him up. Um, the reason I say this is they're looking, they, for the first time all year, the Tennessee Titans and look for a receiver during most of the game. Hence, Delaney Walker not getting any real run yes last week. AJ Brown has looked good in spots, and Corey Davis may be a thing of the past. You may want to give up on Corey. Corey, he got a touchdown this past week, right? But you know, it's always what have you done for me later? Lately, yeah. the newer, hotter, sexier, prettier girl, whatever. AJ mm-hmm. Brown, um, big game this past week. Go ahead and pick him up. Yeah, and you know who I would add this week, man. Um, I think he's starting to warm up, man. Jordan Howard. Oh yeah, in uh, Philadelphia, I think Jordan Howard's. Uh, they're starting to trust them more, and um, they're run heavy offense. And you know, right now, as of last week, they were. So that takes a lot of pressure off of Carson Wentz, and Jordan Howard's starting to run downhill, man. And um, I would have Jordan Howard and. I would add Allen if you need a backup quarterback out of Carolina. You know, I also would add him. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he's looking he's looking good. He's fitting the part. And or if you guys don't have Minshew, I'm I'm giving you guys three <laughs> options. But if you guys don't have a uh, Minshew in uh, Jacksonville, those are two quarterbacks and a running back that I would think about adding and putting on my roster. These are this is fantasy advice you can use. He's yeah. get let's give some love to dog. He's giving you all he's got tonight. All right, on the show, he's giving. You I'm three. giving you all I got with two ties, you guys. Yeah, I'm the only guy in America that, that <laughs> in the fourth fourth week has two ties. Yeah, no, and I hear what you're saying, Jordan Howard. The only thing I would caution is that Philadelphia still doesn't know who they're going to give the ball to from week to week. But they both like. shared it. They and shared they it. Both did excellent, and they were both effective. My question is, can how more often can they do that? But that's for you guys to decide. But I think Jordan Howard would get the goal line carries. He's a more powerful back. Yeah, and he looked more good. Experience. He looked good, and people would argue that he's looked better than everybody else this past week or this this past season. But he's so Jordan far. Howard. He's Jordan. I mean, and people, what is he's the, still a monster? That's what I'm saying. What is the stink on him? Where everyone's like, "Oh God, Jordan Howard," and he was catching the ball out the backfield. He field. caught the ball. He ran hard. He, historically, he puts up numbers. 
Philadelphia just is weird with running backs. They just, you know, you, you sprinkle a little bit of Miles Sanders in, and you still got Jay, uh, or you still got uh, Darren Sproles. Yeah, you got, Sproles will get a little, you know, yeah. gimmick play here and there. But I think when the, you know, when they're starting to run downhill on people and they have the league, they're going to give it to Jordan Howard. And then they're going to give him the bulk of the carries, I think, and the other guy will be backing him up. Yeah. Because when Jordan Howard starts going downhill, man, you better watch out, man, because he's going to move the chains, and he's a goal line back. He's going to get into that box. Mm-hmm. And what's scary about it, he's starting to catch the ball. Yeah, he caught, caught a couple. And, yeah. and to your point, Watch the weather. His weather starts turning to shit across oh, the that's east. when he'll get it more. Too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So He's used to it. If you can stash him, stash him. Uh, I still have a little hesitancy because I just don't know what Philadelphia's going to do. I drafted Jordan Howard and had to release him, and I got to watch him put up that, was it 38 points? Something Some crazy, terrible. ridiculous off the... I got to watch that on TV and uh, cried a little bit. Um, who are you dropping this week, doggy? I'm dropping uh, the receiver, the youngster, uh, Hardman. Mm-hmm. Out of Kansas City, um, I'm dropping. I might drop the Jags defense. I'm not sure yet. Mm-hmm. I haven't decided. Um, and I might drop DJ Metcalf down in uh, Seattle. Mm. You know, he only put up a point. Um, you know, if, if they're not running the ball to Carson, they're throwing it to Disley or they're throwing. They're looking for Lockett. Yeah. You know, and um, he just doesn't get enough targets. Anybody that doesn't get enough targets out there, you guys, you got to let them go. Yeah, and like we discussed before, we call it the power of one or the power of zero. And yeah. whenever someone gets one point or zero, it's time to start thinking about them a little differently. And speaking of that, you're we're it, out of week four, going into week five. As you are going, and it doesn't matter if you're going good or going bad, whatever, every four weeks or so, you want to look at your team and say, do I need to change direction? Is it time to trade? This is usually about the time when if you have a surplus in one position and maybe you know you're not as strong in another, this is when you start thinking about doing stuff. You may want to – the goal is not to finish the season with your fantasy team looking exactly like it does today, all right? You're going to have to make some moves. So just keep in mind that, you know, if you're 4-0, 3-1, and whatever, do not get married to these people. You do not get committed to them because these are your guys and you have this personal effect. Personal shit will get you killed in fantasy football, doggy. You know yeah, that. Yeah, it will. So – just be open to changing your team around because everybody's got weak spots. Everybody does. Yeah, it, and it's hard to trade in our league, man, because people you know, <laughs> people want too much for nothing. I'm not giving away Devontae Adams for fucking uh, Baker Mayfield and those oh, crazy God. shit like the Todd did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. We'll talk about Todd. Yeah, maybe we'll send this podcast to him. Yeah, <laughs> but Todd won this week. Yeah, so he, he won this week. Well, he, damn, he, look what Devontae Adams did. Well, that was your number one pick. But now Devontae's also hurt, maybe. Yeah, turf toe. Yeah, turf toe. Now, if Devontae can't go, the, the guy to own is, in uh, Green Bay is the guy with three names. Right. Valdez, Scantling, yeah. or whatever the hell. Mm-hmm. So, again, waiver wire suggestion, Valdez, Scantling, if he's out there, um, he looks to be the guy that they would go to a second in the pecking order. Um Going back to Baker, and I'll go to the people I'm going to drop, or the person. I'm going to double up and just say, be- drop Baker Mayfield again. It's a, we're talking redraft leagues. We're talking 12-man, or 12-team, rather. Um, yeah, people are going to tell me, oh, well, Cleveland won. I don't care that Cleveland won. Baker didn't do anything to, for that game. Yeah, he sucked. Chubb did. Yeah, Chubb won the game. Chubb won the game. Chubb won the game. So 
if you're telling me Baker, oh, Baker, keep him on the team. Baker won. No, Baker didn't do anything. Baker scored 17 points, which is about the minimum you expect from a quarterback. Yeah. So let's let's recap once again. In his four games, Baker has a total, and we'll go game by game, to fantasy points. 11, 17, 11, and 17. That sucks. There are so many quarterbacks on various waiver wires that have done better than that. Jameis Winston went 30 for th- 30 points back to back. So if you're telling me, oh, I need Baker because whatever, drop him. Drop him. There's other people out there you can get, especially at this point in the season. And the roster spot is very valuable. So I will double up. Second week in the row, I'm telling you, drop Baker Mayfield. It, and like I said, he hasn't broke 20 points yet. Not, he hasn't gotten to 20 points. That's why I know they're out there getting choked out. Getting choked out on the uh, Cleveland, like I said, every a broke clock is right twice a day. Cleveland won a game in big fashion over a team we thought that they would have trouble with. Big deal. Chubb won the game. The quarterback play, once again, was erratic. He threw another pick, by the way, which is going to get lost in all the media hype about, oh, it was Baker Mayfield. He threw another pick, just to let you know. So, again, drop Baker Mayfield. Um, let's get into what we learned as we wait for our guest, <laughs> what we learned in week four. Doggy, what'd you learn? Well, what I've learned is, um, like I have a quarterback named Russell Wilson mm-hmm. and I can't really get down on Russell Wilson this week because he only gave me 15 points this week, but last week he gave me 45. Mm-hmm. So how can you get it down on a Super Bowl MVP like that? So I learned to stick with your guns, stick with your guys that, you know, you're married to. Like I said, I'm married to Russell Wilson. I'm married to yeah. Ty Gurley. Yeah. Just like Ty Gurley gave me four last week points. This week he gave me 25. Mm-hmm. So just stick to your guns and don't give up on them so soon and make a crazy-ass trade. You know, like you know, like when you don't have to, when you don't need to. You know, don't panic. Yeah. That's what I've learned, not to panic. Even though I'm, I'm the only guy in America that has two ties. <laughs> I'm still not panicking because I love it when you say it's, that. they're not a loss. Yeah. You know, so I was disappointed yesterday, you know, rolling, driving, and drinking. And um, I was <laughs> Not at the same time. Not at, not the, at the same, same time. time. <laughs> I, was, I was disappointed. And then it was just like, man, shit. I just have to deal with it and, uh, you know, keep my head above the water and keep pushing. Yeah. Um, some things I learned. I'll go through a list. I got a list. All right. Phillip Rivers is a solid quarterback. But there is a ceiling on him because they run the ball a lot, right? And they throw a lot of short passes. So if you're waiting for Phillip to give you 30, not probably not going to happen. And it's probably why I would probably start Jameis Winston this week. Um, David Johnson. David Johnson has not performed necessarily like a number one pick. He just hasn't. But he's still solid enough to where he's not going to get you less than 10 points. The only game he's done that is when he got hurt. So you ride with David Johnson because he's going to find and create a way to get points. He couldn't run the ball, so what did he do? He had almost 100 yards receiving last week. So stick with David Johnson. Ride him out because you drafted him first. Don't get worried. He didn't score 30 points. So what? You get 30 points from someone else you got, hopefully. But he's going to be right there in the teens, in the 20s, pretty routinely because he's just that good. And then also keep in mind with guys who have – other sort of equal quality receivers on their team, right? I'm thinking about Mike Evans. I'm thinking about Robert Woods. The ball gets thrown around a lot, and a lot of times it might miss Mike Evans and might miss Robert Woods. But the two of them are still going to eat because, again, same situation as David Johnson. They're just that good. The the ceiling – I'm sorry, the floor is still relatively high on these guys. You're not going to get too many games where they're under 10 points. 
And when they blow up, you've seen what they can do the last two weeks. Evans, 45 points. Woods, almost 30 yesterday. So you, you got to kind of be patient. Yes, there's going to be days where Cooper Cup outshines him. Yes, this kid, uh, a Godwin in Tampa Bay, is going to probably outshine Evans on some occasions. But they're both too good to be left out. And like I said, the floor is high because they're not going to get those sub-10-point games as often. Um, David Montgomery, if you got him in your flex, you're okay. He's giving you 9, 10 points. You know, you wish for more. He's getting a lot of touches. He should be doing more with it. He did play a tough defense this week. Hopefully he bounces back next. If you got him in an RB2 or an RB1, God forbid, you're probably hating life right now because (laughs) there's been a cap on what he can do. What I'm hoping is, is as the schedule lightens up for them, and I'm hoping that soon, he will begin to get more effective with his touches. He's still the guy. He got 20 touches or 20 carries yesterday, so he's worth riding out. Um, Again, do not expect 20 points from this man because he's figuring out. He's a rookie, but he's worth obviously worth keeping. Um, Let's go to, uh, I don't know, the sneaky play of the week there, doggy. Who's your sneaky play? Um, My sneaky play of the week, like I told you guys earlier in the show, is I'm feeling hot with James White now. Yeah. It's James White time, man. During the middle of the season, last year, James White gave me so much money, man. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's that time now. You know, where Brady's going to start checking down, and James is going to be there and giving you anywhere from 10 to 20 points a game. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, uh... I, I would I would plug in James White, you know, as my sneaky player of the week, and also uh, D.D. Westbrook. Um, Westbrook has a quarterback now, man, mm-hmm. and you know he's starting. To, he's getting targeted, and um, shit, man, he's throwing the ball. Minshew's throwing the ball, slinging the ball all around the field. Yeah. So those are two, my two sneaky plays of the week. I gave you guys two. Dog has been on fire with the advice. He's giving you more than what you need, basically. He's giving you a, a rule book or a playbook to become a champion like him. Um, you know, there's a couple things. Keep an eye on that London game uh, between the Bears and is it the Raiders. Yeah. It, oh, I can't. Why is my phone not shutting off? I thought I turned. I apologize, everybody. But keep an eye on that uh, Bears and Raiders uh, London game. Th- those London games... The players usually don't do. It's always funky. Yeah, it's it always is funky. It's, it's you know something in the air, man. Yeah. So I would say just keep an eye on your Oakland Raiders players and your Bears players. I'm not saying necessarily sit a you know a guy you're dependent on, but just you know take another look at it because they're playing. Their their body clock is off. They're in a country they don't know anything about. They're playing at a weird time of the day. And also also a reminder. If you have people in that game, players in that game, it's gonna be at six in the morning. Check, yeah. Make sure you get West your Coast. roster stuff yeah. in, and if you got any injuries, you're gonna have to do what I did. Was a couple years ago, I was waiting on Melvin Gordon right. at like four o'clock in the morning to see if he was gonna play, so you could push that button in time for your game. Okay, so do that. Be prepared for all of that. Um, let's see here. Oh, doggy, who's on the bubble for you this week? Um, really, uh, the bubble, the for bubble, me. bubble. The bubble for me is Matt Breida. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Breida's on the bubble just because Tevin Coleman's coming back. Um, he hasn't been getting any goal line carries. Matt Breida's the, their best runner, but he doesn't get enough snaps. Yeah. You know, f- to be a number one back. So he's really on the bubble for me personally. Mm-hmm. I got to go with Delaney Walker. And he's had one bad game, and it, it's over exaggerating, but 
again, tight end is so finicky. You gotta you gotta really pay attention to what's going on with him. He again nursing possibly a knee issue, what have you, the age issue. You know, you're four games in. Do you start thinking, hey, maybe it's time for a new tight end? Um, he could just as easy have a twenty point game. I if if you have him, you start him, but start to keep an eye on Delaney. You know, I'd, I'd love him as a player. I'd love to keep him on the team the whole year, but just keep an eye on Delaney this year or this week, rather. We'll be back with more of my Big Black Fantasy Podcast after these words. You know, fantasy season is upon us. Everybody's excited, but you know who gets left out in all the fantasy? You know, the wives. The wives get left out. The girlfriends, you know, you're messing around with your fantasy. You're on your phone, checking your players. You're you're wheeling, you're dealing, all that other stuff. Do you know how to make sure your fantasy season ends up being a fantasy for her? How? You got to go to Touch of Romance, man. You got to oh, go to Touch yeah. of Romance. That's a great place. Go pick up some toys. It's yeah. the best you can do in adult entertainment. You get your toy. You got cock rings. You got Doc Johnson's fuck machine, which Damn is called... Right. The, yeah. It's called the Power Banger. Yeah. And it delivers superior power and endless deep pleasure. It's 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 unmatched. I'm going to tell you what you do, man. What do you do? Early in the morning when you're watching the fantasy show... Do it. You know, check on your injuries and everything early. Mess with her in the morning and then right after the... uh. Late game, mess with it again before the uh, the 5 o'clock game comes on. Exactly. Touch of Romance. Get the products. Touch of Romance makes that all available. Right. You can find them by going to loverspackage.com. Remember, you get 35% off purchases over $125. And also, do you know what else they do, doggy? What? They give you classes. If you're in the L.A. area. No shit. Yes, they do. You can go and see the Restraints and Ropes Workshop. Where they're talking about bondage. That's what they're talking about, dog. Oh my goodness. They have workshops on bondage. They have workshops that sounds on, fun. On squirting. Wow. <laughs> it's all true. So yeah. go ahead, check out your people at Touch of Romance, loverspackage.com to find out more information for all of your adult entertainment needs. Yeah, make time for your wife. Okay, folks, dog and I, we have friends. We got people who call in. They like us. We don't understand why. Uh we pay attention on Twitter to the future of fantasy football. They always are tweeting about great things regarding fantasy football. We are fortunate enough to have Sammy, one of the guys that runs this. The I guru. The guru. He's the guru. And one of the guys, he worked, his partner there, Mason, couldn't join us today because apparently we're just not good enough. We'll catch up to Mace. Yeah, we will. We'll catch up to him. In the streets, Mason. No, just kidding. <laughs> we're not going to catch up to Mason in the streets. Yeah, I, I hope y'all jump him. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sammy, how are you doing, man? <laughs> Oh, I'm doing well, guys. Thank you for having me here, man. It's always an honor to come on. Awesome, awesome. And where, are you, where are you calling from? Uh, I live in Maryland, right next to Washington, D.C. and Baltimore. I'm in, in the middle. It's oh. a town called Crawford. Right on. Home of the crab cakes. That's it. A lot of good crab cakes out there. Yeah, crab <laughs> season. Old Bay on top. Can't beat it. Mm. And, and how's your fantasy season going there, Sammy? Uh, truthfully, not the greatest. Mm-hmm. Not the greatest. Uh, my main league, one and three, unless Juju puts up a 40 bomb tonight. <laughs> and I'm losing to Mason. That's the worst part. <laughs> Man. <laughs> no, you but, don't I mean, like, all in all, you know, the usual. Some leagues, great. Other leagues, you know, you're not a fan, boys. Yeah. No, yeah I, I, got them all. I got you. And so we were talking about earlier, you know, you, we're coming out of week four, going into week five. And you clearly have a bead on what kind of team you have now. You know, if you are a contender, or you have a shot, or you don't. And the thing is, how do you, we're just talking strategy. As you approach waiver wire in a day or two, or however your league does it, 
what are you doing? If you, you said you're not starting out well, how does someone in your position look at the waiver wire? Uh, so as a bad like a team that's not starting hot, the mm. first thing is to never panic. Right. That's you're exactly. Mm-hmm. You don't want to deplete like the core of the team. I mean, the late bench guys, you want to deplete and maybe make a new move. But like your top like eight, nine position skill players, mm-hmm. you got to keep together at least till like week six, seven to see because but last year, every year, like the first four weeks, if you take the top performers in each position, probably like one or two stay in the top ten mm-hmm. usually because the first like four weeks is the weather promotes better offenses, so more volume for the less known players. Mm-hmm. And then as the country get colder, you start seeing tighter games, but only like certain stars can play good week to week. Consistency is the biggest part. Mm-hmm. So, of course, number one, keep the team together. But going away, but you got to start looking at some home run players. Yeah. So, like, Ronald Jones, he's he's probably only been picked up in most things, like 50 50. Mm-hmm. But he's a guy I'm literally staring down at. I'm like, this Tampa Bay offense and team looks for real this year. Can they make a run against the Saints? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, we, in, yeah. No, we talked about that earlier. And we just think that the marriage between Arians and Winston is finally what everyone wants it's 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 like the yeah. stars of a line and plus like we mentioned because this is my big black fantasy podcast arians is secretly black i don't know if you know that there <laughs> sammy and so you know he wears the kango he very white to say the least <laughs> <laughs> so, so he's got his black quarterback and so he's going to show out like black people do when they hang with their friends and he has his black offensive coordinator he has right? a black oh, offensive yeah. coordinator we do, what I was saying. We just think it's it's everything. The stars are aligned. They're they I think it's Jameis's year. I think Tampa Bay's going to make a run, and I think New Orleans is always a pretender type defense. They look good Monday night, but can you stop what Tampa has to offer? Those two receivers are vicious. And like they probably had like the most underrated win of this week, and mm-hmm. probably the whole year. Sure. Going to L.A. Oh yeah, the Rams kind of manhandling them. Kind of like should put them on the radar. Nobody has them on the radar. Exactly. That's from what I'm understanding. Like that, that and Jameis has always like shown the flash of the greatness. Mm-hmm. It's just the consistency and the decision making. That's Coach always the thing. Fix his decision making real quick. Mm-hmm. And consistency comes with confidence. If he stays confident, he'll stay consistent. Yeah, yeah. And he had that one interception toward the end of the game. That was to- it, it was a totally Jameis interception, and you could tell it was coming because. I don't know who it was. I think it was Daryl Johnson doing the game. And he's like, oh, they haven't turned over the ball yet. And you knew it was coming. Yeah. And so if he could, st- as always, if he could stare clear of that, I think he has a huge season. Yeah, yeah 100%. Uh, my biggest question mark coming down the road is Mike Evans versus Godwin mm-hmm. in terms of, like, how much will they limit each other per week? Yeah. Well, yesterday, Mike Evans, late, late second half TDs. Mm-hmm. Everyone's saying only one guy can be produced. But really, I don't know if they can stay at top 15 numbers where everyone wants them at. Yeah, I think you if you got one or you got I think you don't get rid of either one of them. I and I we mentioned that earlier. I just think that there's just enough to go around and at the very least, what is somebody like a Mike Evans going to really do for you? 10 points? Like I mean, that's kind of his floor, right? Uh, that's the solid point. Yeah. So I think you take a shot with that cuz cuz the ball is going up. The ball is definitely going up. And you do have two uh, unbelievably af- athletic receivers. Yeah, Sammy, I like what you said from the beginning of the show, man. You know, you're a G in this. You're a guru, man. You said the number one thing is to not panic. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I, I tell my listeners that all the time. You know, I'm I'm the only guy 
in the United States of America who's one, one, and two. I have two ties. <laughs> but you know what? I'm still like out of a 12, uh, 12 team league. I still might be like in the sixth spot, man. You know what I'm saying? So you know, you're cool in there. You're cool. Yeah. So if you if if someone in our league has like two losses, I'm up on you. Exactly. You know, I'm one, one, yeah. and two. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, the fucked up part about it, I drafted uh, Antonio Brown, man. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So I'm fighting. Oh. I'm yeah. I'm he was my second pick. You know, so I'm fighting. You know, my way up the ladder. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, you know, you're starting in the hole. Yeah, and, and I and I, you know what? I can't drop him. Like B said, I'm married to him. Married I can't him. drop him. this motherfucker. Can end up on somebody's team in week eight. Yeah, and, yeah, that, that's the worst part. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So it's like I'm I'm stuck with him, but you know, and then and then Gurley at the beginning of the year he was it was just he was my first pick because I drafted out the 11th spot. So, you know, I couldn't pass on Todd Gurley. I couldn't pass on Gurley. They were taking up, you know, no, like you Michael Thomas. They were taking the Tariq Hills before Gurley. And I was like, it was the name that got me. I was like, well, fuck, all this work he put in last year, I got to go with Todd. You know, I just have to gamble. And um, he showed up um, this week, you know, with uh, 25 points. But last week, he had four. You know, and 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 we're, then I'm coming into a short week. He's playing Thursday night. Ah, that's an ugly one. And he's pissed about it. Yeah, you know, he's, yeah, he's pissed about it though. You know what I mean? He's like, oh, that's the worst thing in the National Football League that the Thursday night games. And I kind of believe, you know, I kind of respect that and understand where he's coming from because these guys need rest. Mm. You know, so uh, you know, man, shit, I'm fighting, man. Just like you said, man, I'm I'm, I'm not giving up. I'm fighting and uh. Shit, I was a champ last year, so I won all the bread, you know? So, uh, oh, yeah, man. You, you can't go down without fighting. Fuck no, man. And then hopefully next year we'll be no drafting. We'll look, that, next year we'll be drafting out in Vegas, man. We'll invite you to come out. That's a deal. We'll all oh, meet in Vegas, man. No, that's a dream. Dude. Vegas draft <laughs> is the greatest That is, man. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we're past week four, going into week five, and it's, it's in the second week of buys. And this week... We have Detroit and Miami, and nobody really gives a shit in Miami's on a bye. <laughs> but, <laughs> but looking at the players, we'll just say on Detroit, because there's no fantasy value anywhere on that can be found anywhere on Miami. Uh, looking at those players in Detroit, who are you looking this week to grab on the waiver wire to replace uh, those players uh, that you don't have access to this week? I'm looking like that. Rex Burkhead, I doubt he's still available. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it all depends. Like I said, Ronald Jones, doubt like he's available there, too. But, like, a sneaky one would be Chase Edmonds. I'm thinking he's going to slowly get more carries, and they're mm-hmm. going to use David Johnson more as a slot type guy, because that's how he blossomed wow. yesterday. That's a thought. Okay. I'd, like a, I'd be bold. He'd be really bold. But mm-hmm. running backs are not deep at all mostly. So, I mean, like, it's because Chris Thompson's still around, doubtful. And most doubtful. people are at least yeah. that stand the league. Maybe he can make a run with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, then wide receivers, if I'm betting, if I don't have Kenny G, there's a lot out there that I'm liking. Yeah. No, like I was, you know, like telling B, like how you just said Rex Burkhead, you know who popped into my mind? My main man, James White. <laughs> you know, like he I, loves I, James would, White. I love James White, like at this time of the year. Like James White will give you, like, during the middle of the season, like four or five excellent weeks. You know what I mean? So oh, it's, yeah. James White, James White's role does not change with Burkhead. I think Burkhead yeah. takes more into Sony's role than most people would think. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and I'm I'm anti- James Wade is one of the greatest pass catching backs in the league. Yeah. I'm anti-Patriots back. I can't draft or roster any of them because I don't have the time to figure out which one is going to be used from week to week. So I just leave them alone. If I, I might have a receiver on the team. I've had Edelman in past years. I even have Brady last year, which I regret. But I will not pick a Patriots running back for any reason at all. You could tell me, even if he got 20 carries last week, I wouldn't pick him up. Wouldn't do it unless he was the only running back on the team. And even then you're not safe because then somebody like, I don't know, uh, the year they had Cordell Patterson would get like ten carries or some crazy shit like that. <laughs> so no, I don't. I don't mess with any New England. And Bolding got in the box. You see what I mean? It's hard, yeah. But if it pays off, they get the TVs that week. It's cool. No, it's great. <laughs> if, if, if that's a big if, big big if, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I show you New England. I don't recommend going into it. Like, I, I rarely have any New England like. Running back for all straight, if any. But yeah. like, once in a blue, like if two get injured, then you get like a better chance of a good one. Yeah. How many leagues are you in? How many leagues am I this year? Yeah. I'm in like 15. Damn. That's a lot. How can you concentrate on all I, those fucking leagues, man? It, I, it's priority. My priority, my home league, number one. Mm-hmm. And then I do my redraft league next. And then dynasty leagues kind of die off during the season. So I just put my lineups in. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Oh, that makes well, that's sense. cool, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, so, it's a, the waiver wire thing I lose on some weeks because I just forget to do them. Yeah, that, that that would drive me crazy. I think, you know, we our league is such so competitive and we all talk shit to each other. We try to focus on just the one, but it, at some point we may venture out. You never know. It's just a lot of time involved in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. My home league with like Mason and like my family and friends, yeah. that's like the number one league. All my extra time is on that and then any leftover time. Mm-hmm. I just like try to spend. Like, the only league I've done a trade in this year is this my home league. Yeah, understood. Man. Like, but yeah, it's tough. Yeah, that's cool. Indeed, it is. So, Sammy, where can the people find you when they want to get some great fantasy information? Great fantasy. I mean, the main information, the tool that I check the most is definitely my Twitter, the Twitter page mm-hmm. at Future Fantasy One. Got I mean, I, I respond to like. Nine nine percent of the people that tweet at us, Mason's like the second guy, mm-hmm. and I try to say like I don't, I, I'm not that guy who's like, oh, you're not cool enough for me. I'm not responding to you. <laughs> now I right. enjoy like responding to every single person. Like I prefer the small, like the smaller people because it's it's fun seeing their thoughts because they're never like shown in my timeline. I feel bad. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I just, uh, and then every Sunday we try to post and try to respond to start sick questions, and then I. Mean, not been a great year for me, but it's been a weird fancy year to say the least. No, it's been it's been bizarre. Not a lot of meat on the waiver wires each week, and just some yeah. really bizarre games. I mean, there's a guy in our league who has Devont, what is it, uh, D Hop and uh, uh, Julio oh, Jones, yeah. and they both got single digits yeah. this week, and he's dying. He's I'm sure I haven't talked to him, but I know he's dying. So yeah, you can't like. This week, I had Daniel Jones and Jameis Winston rostered. I was like, I have to start Jones. It makes no sense to start Winston here. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I look back, I'm like, oh, man, I wish I had any liquid, any second thought to say, let's start Jameis. Yeah, I sat Jameis for Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers, like I said earlier in the show, is solid, but his ceiling yeah, is kind of capped. It's, it's, he's not going to get 30 to 40 points for you. They, nah. they're, they're, their offense is too balanced, but... Uh, I have a feeling Jameis may sneak into my lineup this week. We'll see. Yeah, I think he's, yeah, even though it's a rough matchup in New Orleans, mm-hmm. so, like, I think it's a must start at this point. Yeah. I we'll think take too much time on the team. Hey, Sammy, man, next year, man, I'm going to throw a 
party, a draft party, man, in Vegas. There it is. Right, for my Big Black Fantasy Football podcast. And we're going to take the podcast (laughs) to Vegas, and we would love to interview you in Vegas, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we're going to put this shit together, man. So let's get on that crap table, baby. Let's Let's get on that crap table. Let's get on it. That's what I'm talking about. That'd be odd. That'd be a dream come true. You're damn right. And we're going to make it happen. Yeah, no, and just get a whole lot of insurance because hanging with this guy in Vegas is dangerous. <laughs> so you might want to. Hey man, we've all done some dangerous stuff in our lives. Yeah, you know. yeah. Get some like get some dental stuff, some dental insurance, just in case you lose a couple of teeth. Um, you know, get, Shit, what happens in Vegas stays in yeah, Vegas. Get baby. your get your penicillin, okay. get your penicillin ration out just in case. <laughs> you want to be completely secure there, Sammy. I'm just trying to warn you before you get out to Vegas with this guy. And Vegas, oh, we I never sleep, it. dude. You never sleep. Yeah. Hey, you need sleep. It's overrated. You damn exactly. right. All right, man. Well, we're gonna stay in touch with you during the season. Thank you for joining us. You're a pleasure. I'm gonna keep following you on Twitter. You do the same, and we'll be in touch during the year to see if, how our seasons. I have a feeling, Sammy, you're gonna bounce back. I just do. I just do. Oh, 100. Run yeah. off about six in a row, you. Sammy. Good luck, baby. Me. Good luck, Sammy. Good luck to y'all. And you know what? Keep in contact through Twitter. There okay. you go. That's right. the deal, man. Be All good. Right. Later. Okay, and we wanted to thank Sammy one more time from Future Fantasy Football. Sammy. Always good to hear from him. Look forward to a continued relationship. Um, I think we've got through all our topics there, Doggy. What do you have to say to the peoples? Man, to the peoples, man, you know, keep your head in there, man, and stay strong. And, um, you know, just keep pushing because you can't, if you're losing, you can run off four or five in a row so easy. Stay heavy on that waiver wire. And like my man Sammy said, you know, don't kill your core group right away mess with that bench you know what I'm saying to make adjustments on that bench that's what it's about this part of the season work on that bench hopefully you drafted well enough to get you a couple of wins through the hard weeks um, you can find us at facebook.com at my big black fantasy podcast and you can find me at b underscore m b b f p like my big black fantasy podcast dog is still slow to the whole social media game so just holla, you know, just yell his name really, really loud from the center of town, maybe, and he will respond. Exactly. Yes. So until next time, folks, we will see you next week. Good luck this week, unless you're playing me. And, um, you know, keep, shake a leg. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. Peace.
Thank you.